0: You've gone from nothing to a $270,000 a month in under 12 months. That would be incredible growth.
1: Yeah, our revenue is actually uh, not quite at that level, but the calculations uh, are okay. roughly accurate.
0: You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. Hey, folks, my guest today is Lily Lu. She's pioneered using tech to modernize real estate and government. After a 10-year in Mayor Bloomberg's office and founding GovTech startup Public Stuff, she's now revolutionizing rent with prop tech company Pinata. That's pinata.ai. Lily, you ready to take us to the top?
1: I am. Thanks okay. for having me.
0: So why does, uh, why does rent need to be revolutionized based off what you learned at the mayor's office?
1: You know, rent is a pretty antiquated industry. You know, renters don't get anything back for their on-time and in-full rent payments. You know, unfortunately, with each on-time rent payment, you're not building credit You're not building points. You're not getting anything back for that good renter behavior. And so we're really flipping the model and saying, hey, renters should be building credit. That should be reflected on their credit reports. And they should be getting more back when it comes to everyday savings, cash back, points, et cetera.
0: I think you have to convince property managers to be your distribution channel here. Why would property managers want their renters to use Pinata?
1: You know, for property management companies, it's a—it's very much both a transaction every single month, but it's also a service. They're in the industry of essentially hospitality, right? Providing a great living experience for their renters and building that relationship. So come time to renew your lease, you actually have a good reason to point to. Not only have you taken care of maintenance issues, which we think of as kind of baseline, but now you're providing rewards. You're providing a reason for them to renew so they can activate additional points. We call them pinata cash, and you can get more back when it comes to cash back, perks, rewards, and other things that renters can redeem on in the marketplace. We also have something called uh, custom incentives for property management companies because there's a whole slew of other things that these groups want their renters to do. Things like maintaining your unit, referring other friends, reviewing folks on social media, renewing your lease, even things like activating your smart home devices. Groups are making investments into these smart tech gadgets in the home, but it's not very good if the renters aren't activating the accounts and actually uh, triggering it so that the data feed goes back to the property management companies.
0: So is this how you make money? You're charging the property managers here?
1: So we actually have a multi-sided marketplace. We make money from property management companies that pay us a recurring subscription fee monthly. We also make money from a small amount of money from brands participating on the platform. So these are brands that are providing our renters usually something for free or at a rate that you can't see elsewhere online. And what they're doing is not only giving that to our renters, but we also generate some percentage of that revenue as well.
0: And so what, I mean, I see Starbucks, Amazon, Target, TaskRabbit in your UI and on your website. These are examples of brands on the platform.
1: That's right. Those are some of our popular brands and it comes in all forms and sizes. We have gift cards, we have cashback, we have actual gifts and merchandise. And so, uh, you know, many of these are limited editions. So we'll expose, you know, 10, 20, 50 units of a particular device that you can get if you come into the app in time. And um, and then we have everyday savings. So this is at gas stations, grocery stores that you can actually get discounts.
0: Okay. So, but I guess so two revenue streams, property managers pay SaaS, brand participant in the platform. You said the brands, that was a small portion of your revenue. Are we talking like under That's 10%? Right.
1: Yeah, uh, It really depends on the brand, but yeah, that's right. Usually under 10%.
0: Okay. But of, of your total revenue under 10%, you'd say comes from brands?
1: A little more than 10%. A, a little gr- more. Closer okay. to about 20. Yeah. So
0: is that growing? Is your intent to grow that or are you phasing that out?
1: No, our intent is to grow that. We actually, uh, we're projecting that in future years, that revenue stream actually increases as we have more renters, as we have more users on the platform, making more transactions. We're going to generate more revenue and hopefully even bigger uh, brands that are giving us a better CPA.
0: I see. Okay. So then the other 80% comes from the property managers. That's right. I love this. Okay. Very interesting. So I guess, give me a little bit, if there's property managers listening today, right? And they're going, man, I'd love to use this. Or maybe there's a lot of investors on our show that run maybe 12, 24 unit apartment complexes, right? And they're thinking potentially they'd love to use this. What might they pay?
1: Great question. So it starts at a dollar per unit per month. Now that price will vary based on the actual product offering that they want to expose to their renters and the unit size. So if you're a mom and pop like myself and you have under 20 units, uh, you're not going to get a much better rate than that. Although we think it's pretty good based on the value that your renters are getting. If you're a very large um, group with tens of thousands of units, the price will look different.
0: I see. So, the, so a group with you know 30,000 units on your platform, they could get under a dollar per unit? You, Correct. I see. Yeah. I see. But the most expensive is a dollar per unit per month.
1: Uh, that's right, and that's uh, many of our groups that fall under around uh, two thousand units are at that price.
0: I see. Okay, very cool. Give me the backstory here. You have an interesting history. When did you launch the business? You
1: know, we actually launched it right as COVID picked up in early twenty twenty, and you know, one of the one of the things that. Uh, I've always been a renter on and off throughout my adult life. And so now that's almost two decades I'm dating myself. <laughs> and uh, you know the first time I remember the first time I went to apply for a home loan, I realized that I only had one credit card, and I had not been building credit and didn't realize the weight that that would carry under a you know home loan application. And um, and I also realized that nearly a decade of my on-time rent payments were not reflected. And so I remember trying to pull information to show that, hey, look, I'm, I'm actually, I pay my bills, right? And this is my biggest bill every month. It didn't account for anything. And so uh, really, it was born out of the inspiration of really trying to allow folks that are early in building their credit to have that avenue to build credit but also folks at what we call credit invisible, where they may not even be scored yet. And uh, as a credit repair facility, it's a little bit harder. Uh, But really, that's that's one of the big reasons why we started Pinata. It was that and then also building uh, the ability to get something back, right? Mm -hmm. That brands have things that are valuable for renters in their move-in, live in and move out experiences. So how can we support them on that journey for everyday Discounts, rewards, perks. Um, And during COVID, it really helped us to narrow in even tighter on our value prop to renters and property management companies. You know, we had Mm -hmm. a bunch of other ideas. uh, I remember during that time and, you know, COVID just (laughs) made us cut uh, cut that slack and just really focus on what was important.
0: Who's we, how many co-founders?
1: So we have our CTO, we have our chief product officer, our president and uh, chief creative officer.
0: These are all so founders? Core
1: four of us. Wow. Oh no, that's our executive team. Co-founders. Oh. We have uh, one other co-founder uh, who's our president, chief creative officer, and one who is our board
0: member. Okay. So there's three of you total. Three. Three total. Okay. Got it. And, and, um, it's always fascinating to me how folks structure going into a brand new idea, right? So it sounds like you've got a really a genius creative, you've got maybe someone who's been there done that on your board, and then that you've got you. Do you split equity sort of evenly amongst the three of you or do you sort of negotiate that?
1: You know, it's certainly a negotiation and I think a lot of it really depends on what we're bringing to the table. I've seen, you know, I've been at other early stage companies as a founder as well and or co-founder rather and You know, it really just depends on the dynamic. You know, how long have you been ideating on the idea? Did you try something else beforehand? You know, who's bringing what to the table? Is there capital at play? You know, that's obviously an important factor as well. Mm -hmm.
0: And are you are you the engineering part of the co founding team? Do you get the MVP off the ground?
1: I wish. No, I was. (laughs) uh, I am the business uh, business sales uh, acumen, and uh, you know, obviously everything else um, that a, a CEO has to do. So. Like kind of the, the grunt work early on. So, so I get how, how coffee. did you get that?
0: This is a tech platform. There's a beautiful mobile app I see on your website. how did you get that technical? Like, I mean, usually that tech person is in the co-founding team. It sounds like you didn't have that. So I'd love to learn sort of how you structure. You just pay them a lot of money at the beginning or her.
1: <laughs> Great question. You know, we actually found a development partner. And so we, you know, we basically iterated on that MVP initially with a development partner um, that... Is that a
0: dev shop? When you say dev partner, that's what you mean? Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay,
1: that's
0: right. Yeah, where would you find them? Can you can you share who you used and were they good?
1: Um, you know, it was actually a group that I, uh, the individual we worked with, had worked with this company many times in the past. So I think three or four times with other companies, and so they were pretty well vetted at that point. Yeah. We had spoken to a bunch of groups, but you know, it, it's a process, and I think if if you can get that that referral from actual experience and you can point to different products Uh, and for us it was mobile mobile and web apps that were important for us to look at
0: Many of you guys have used a tool that requires you to upload a CSV file or spreadsheet and then you get an error, right? You then have to meticulously find blank rows, delete special characters. It's a pain in the butt. Now, your customers run into the same problem when you ask them to upload data to your SaaS platform. You know, they get frustrated. They don't upload. Then you have a ton of empty states in your SaaS UI and the user churns. This is not good. Now, your product is brought to life by this data. You want them to feel this magic as fast as possible. Now, we've tried to solve this at FounderPass by creating downloadable CSV templates and building our own in-house importers and then copying and pasting a long help article to users via email. It just is not fun work. Nobody gets it. Nobody wants to do that work this is where flat file comes in flat file is the data onboarding platform built to take the acute pain out of importing customer data into your product the nice thing is enterprises love this because flat file is SOC 2 type 1 and 2 certified gdr compliant super easy to use so no more emailing files back and forth like csvs no more copying and pasting help articles that no one reads just clean data quickly so you can grow your SaaS company in fact click up Bamboo HR and HubSpot all use FlatFile. It's one reason they're growing so quickly. Check out FlatFile today at NathanLacca.com forward slash FlatFile. That's NathanLacca.com forward slash FlatFile. So let's say obviously that's nice because there's so many dev shops. You never know who's good, who's not. So that history is important. Let's fast forward though to today, right? So you're growing the business. How did you get... Well, tell me a story of how you got your first property manager on the platform. And then how many property managers are on the platform now today?
1: Great question. Um, You know, in the beginning, we did not charge anything. And that's actually, of course, you take away that friction. It's much easier to sell. But even then, you'd be amazed how difficult it is to get a group, professional group, to actually take an MVP product, use it in house. And we're not talking about something they use internally. There's no exposure for them. It was about Having them market this to their renters, they were actually taking on significant work to get our product launched within their portfolio, and it was still a pitch. You know, we still had to go through many processes of selling them, pitching them, showing them the product. And I remember, you know, I remember the the first account that we landed, and it was actually a fairly sizable one. Um, How many units? it, it, uh, It was about a little less than 5,000 units. Okay. And they were going to phase in their portfolio. But again, for us, that was, it was a pretty Huge. good uh, group, you know, considering we hadn't actually had the product in market. And so I remember that. But again, even if it's free, it's still a difficult sales process when you're doing a B2B sale.
0: So how many, Lily, today? How many property managers total, unique property managers? So that would be one, the 5,000 unit you just told me.
1: Yeah, so we have over 600 property management companies on the platform today. Uh, many of them are small to medium sized groups. In the market right now, about two thirds of rental units are owned by small to medium shops, not the large institutional groups we often think about, the Gray Star, the Avalon Bays. And um, they actually don't represent the majority of rental units uh, in the US right now. Yep, so our big great. focus was on the small to medium sized guys 1st actually moving upstream right now to also open up the platform to larger groups.
0: And and what does that mean? Obviously, 600 property managers, my audience isn't in real estate, so they might not know. What does that mean and convert to in terms of number of units on the platform across the 600 managers?
1: I think we're hovering around 270-ish renter, 270,000 renters. And these are renters that have been entered into our platform. So that does not account for the full portfolio size of some of our groups, knowing that our groups again will go in pilots. That's right.
0: Yeah. So 270,000 active today. Now, Lily, can I do the math there? A dollar per unit per month times 270. You're doing about 270 grand a month in revenue.
1: Can't speak to the specific revenue, but that's how you would calculate it. (laughs) That's
0: right. Oh, I was going to say, I'm not making any numbers up. I'm just multiplying your numbers. (laughs) That's That's right. That math should work. Okay. So, and if you're around that today, just so we can understand growth, do you remember where you were at about a year ago?
1: So about a year ago, early, uh, if we rewind early 2021, we actually were not generating any revenue. And so we were just coming off of that pilot phase where we weren't charging property management companies, anything to use our platform. We were really running the, the MVP tests.
0: So Lily, I mean, this would this would be very much, you've gone from nothing to a $270,000 a month in under 12 months. That would be incredible growth.
1: Yeah. Our revenue is actually, uh, not quite at that level, but the calculations uh, are okay. roughly accurate.
0: <laughs> and, that's be- and that's because once people are more than 2,000 units, you give group discounts and you have some larger folks yeah. under. Okay. Can you break 200,000 bucks a month this year, you think, by December?
1: Um, you know, it's hard to say. I think our, our intent is to be pretty aggressive on the revenue front.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, everyone would say that, right? Everyone wants more yeah. revenue. I'm curious how ambitious you are, right? Do you think you can break it, or how many how many more property managers would you have to add to break it? Would you say?
1: Um, you know, for us, it's unit count. Yeah. So that's the important thing. Uh, but again, as we get more units, as we get more renters in, it's just more revenue for us.
0: Yeah. How have you? Fun- I mean, if you're pre-revenue exactly a year ago, that means you had about 12 to 18 months of building with no money coming in. How did you fund the business?
1: Uh, we had about one year of building and then MVP. And so it ended up actually being just about uh, seven to eight months building out the product. We actually did uh, an even earlier pilot during that eight months. And then the, the end of 2020, we actually spent on that, on pulling in those property management companies that were using and piloting the program. And then early 2021 is when we started. Um, shifting our sales process to have a oh, Lily, sorry, I just, we're,
0: we're, we're, we're short on time here. I'm just curious, how did you fund it though the first 12 months? There's no revenue coming in.
1: Oh, we were seed funded. So we were oh, seed, seed funding. Yep, that's right. Okay. We raised seed.
0: How much did you raise? And it was at 2020?
1: That was 2020. Um, I think we raised about, we raised a few million in okay. our seed. So it was a pretty good size seed.
0: It's starting like three million, something like that. Yeah, that's right. Okay, and why uh, are you? Have you? Are you still using that capital today, or did you decide to raise more capital?
1: We've raised our Series A since okay. then. Yeah.
0: Okay, and are you comfortable sharing how much that was?
1: So that was a thirteen million dollar round.
0: Okay, and that was this year.
1: That was this year, earlier this year. That's
0: right. Very cool. Okay, okay. So why do you need? That's a lot of capital. Where's most of that going to be invested?
1: So a lot of that is about growing our, our team, of course. you know The first investment for us is human capital. After that, we're looking at making a big investment on the product and rewards offers. So renters are getting even better things now on the platform. And finally, the third tier is really focusing on sales and growth. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see a lot of new campaigns coming out uh, to not only grow the number of renters on the platform, but also the number of property management companies.
0: And Lily, most folks Series A this year, you know, they're selling whatever, 10 to to 15, 10 to 20 sometimes percent of the business. Were you sort of in that same range?
1: That's right. Yep. That's right.
0: So it felt pretty fair to you. You didn't feel like you you had to go with a low valuation or you didn't feel like on the opposite, they got a really high valuation. You were sort of right in the market.
1: No, we think it was fair and our investors are great. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Okay, cool. So again, if you sold 10%, that'd be somewhere around hundred million, hundred ish uh, valuation, maybe a little less than that, but regardless, you're growing quickly, which is great. Tell me about the team today real quick, as we wrap up, how many folks full-time?
1: So we have just around 20 folks on the team right now, a great executive team that have been with us uh, since the beginning, since the inception. And again, looking to grow our team, largely on product and tech and then sales and marketing after.
0: How many engineers today?
1: Right now we have about eight engineers on our team.
0: Very cool, Lily. All right, guys, let's wrap up here quickly with the Famous Five. Number one, Lily, uh, favorite book that you've read?
1: Ooh, favorite, favorite book. You know, I'd have to say, um, you know, I don't have time to read books recently. And so I'm going to unfortunately have to skip that, but I have a lot of podcasts that I can that's, speak
0: to. That's good. No worries. Number <laughs> number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying?
1: Um, you know, I try to read up on um, a bunch of great CEOs. Obviously, I think it's hard not to follow Elon Musk. You know, he's doing some pretty incredible things. I'm a big fan of um, you know how how visionary he can be, but I think there's also a lot of, Lessons to be learned and what not to do, and so I think there's, you know, he's a great example in both.
0: <laughs> number th- number three, what's your favorite online tool for building pinata?
1: Favorite online tool for building pinata? Oh gosh, that's um, that's a hard one. You know, I think for us because we are a remote team, it's hard to really stay plugged in with on a regular basis. So. Uh, for us, it's been a project management tool that we've been using across the team called ClickUp. Good for process documentation, also building out the product with engineers.
0: Yep. And Zeb was on the show a couple of weeks ago, breaking eighty million bucks in ARR, scaling very fast, four billion valuation, incredible yeah. story there. So good stuff. Number four, Lily, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night?
1: Oh well, you know what? I have a newborn, so oh, well. not many hours.
0: <laughs> All right, so <laughs> maybe married, on
1: and off five.
0: Married and what? One kid? Two kids?
1: uh one
0: yeah one kid first one congratulations Thank and Lily, you. Do, do you mind me asking how old you are
1: um yes no you can, you <laughs> I'm can lie i'm 39 no. all right fair <laughs>
0: enough fair enough last question something you wish you knew when you were 20
1: um that something i wish i knew when i was 20 it nothing is as it seems you know mm. it's always different
0: Guys, pinata.ai, helping property managers incentivize renters to do what they're hoping that they will do, install devices, smart devices, pay rent on time, earn credit, get kickbacks from Target, et cetera. They're scaling nicely. Over 600 property managers use their tool today across 270,000 units. They generally charge a dollar per unit, but obviously there's some group discounts in there. They've grown nicely. No revenue a year ago, somewhere around called 100 to 200,000 bucks a month today in revenue as they look to continue to scale. They've got a 13 million series A under their belt. 8.20 on the team, 8 engineers now building out the sales and marketing function. We'll see what happens next. Lily, thanks for taking us to the top.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Nathan.